Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, August 1st. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. Morning, Tom. Good morning, Mr. Cannon. It's officially August. The dog days are here. Actually, they've been here for a while, right? Yes, it's been odd. (laughs) (laughs) We had Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business associate, testify yesterday uh, before a closed-door session of members of the House. And apparently, you know, obviously both sides come out with different interpretations of what they heard in that uh, in that session. Well, Tom, that's a, let's that's an interesting experiment. You why don't you tell our listeners what the New York Post reported, and then I'll tell our listeners how CNN reported the same story. Well, so Carl, it it sounds like the the interpretation from conservative media, if you want to call it that, is that what Miranda Devine had reported earlier in the week, which was Devin Archer testified that uh, Hunter Biden put his father on the phone at least 20 times while Hunter Biden was in the presence of his quote unquote business associates, including folks who were executives at Burisma and others. And this was confirmation that, you know, Joe Biden lied when he said that he had never spoken to his son about business of of any kind. And the Democrats had a different interpretation. For our listeners, this hearing was done in closed session. So afterwards, presumably Republican members of the committee talked to the New York Post and other outlets, and Democrats, they sought out a more friendly audience. And CNN had this headline. Former business partner says Hunter Biden sold illusion of access to (laughs) Joe Biden. Source says, the word illusion is in quotes. And, this, and, the, and the story starts, Devin Archer told the House Oversight Committee on Monday that his former business partner, Hunter Biden, was selling the illusion of access to his father, according to a source familiar with the closed-door interview. The latest development in the Republican-led congressional investigations in the president's son. The source also reiterated that Archer provided no evidence connecting President Biden to any of his son's foreign business dealings. Representative Dan Goldman, a Democrat on the panel who sat through a portion of Hunter's interview, uh, also said, so I guess Dan Goldman is the the source, source, also said there was a lack of evidence connecting the president to his son's former foreign dealings. Goldman said Archer told the panel that Hunter did put his father on speakerphone in the presence of business partners, but that business was never discussed. So So we wonder, Tom, uh, why Americans don't trust the media. There you have it. So one of these two stories is accurate and the other isn't. But I wasn't in the hearing, so I can't tell you. Well, Dan Goldman, there were clips of him after the session talking to reporters, and he was saying it's you know preposterous. It's a preposterous premise that Joe Biden shouldn't be ever talking with Hunter's business associates, uh, you know, saying hi if he walked by or whatever. It seemed to be a pretty significant shift in, again, the the goalposts of where this thing started, which was Joe Biden unequivocally said that he's never spoken to Hunter about business dealings. Well, think of that. So wait, wait. First is he never spoke to him about his business dealings. That categorical. Second one was they're not in business together. Now, the third one is, well, he spoke to Hunter's business partners, but probably not about business things. They talked about the okay. weather. <laughs> These were casual conversations about the weather with with Joe Biden on the line and 
And it was all for the quote, as you mentioned, an illusion for for the quote unquote Biden brand, which in and of itself connects Joe to allowing himself to be used in a way to impress Hunter Biden's clients, whether he knew about it or didn't know about it. That's what Hunter was doing. The allegation, though, on the laptop from hell originally that made this a story, not just about a president's ne'er-do-well son, but do we have, you know, was the vice president doing things he shouldn't be doing was Hunter Biden's complaint to family members that the big guy, that's supposedly Joe Biden, demanded a 10% of the money Hunter was making and, and that Hunter complained about having to support his whole family. So that's the outlet. That's where this thing starts. That That's when people said, oh, I wonder if, well, not everybody, but you and I thought, I wonder if this is true. And that's what these, it's taken two years to get to this point, but that's where we are. So the Democrats are continuing to say nothing to see here. Uh, the Republicans are starting to say, I think we have enough to begin impeachment proceeding. Yeah. But again, I mean, this is, this is what really sort of sticks in my craw. Okay. Which is the media's willingness to, if the tables were turned, if this was Don Jr. or Eric and their their business partner was testifying before Congress about an alleged influence peddling scheme that they were involved that was connected to their, their father, who was an elected office at the time, would the media cover it? And the answer to ask the question is to answer it, right? And yet you go to these different websites, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, there is nothing about this story. And you have all these talking heads on TV. They're saying, oh, there's, there's not a shred of evidence that there's anything that connects. It's a double standard that is so glaring. And again, I'm not saying it has to be the lead story on all these places, but it, it is a story that deserves to be covered. And certainly if it were going in the other direction, they would probably have it as a lead story. They absolutely would be covering it. And, you know, in some cases, if it was CNN or MSNBC, it would be all the covered. But going forward, this story now is not going to go away. And I said this last week. I mean, at some point, you hope that enough information come out that Joe Biden will be either exonerated and it'll, and it'll turn out that Hunter was was trying to create the illusion that 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 defense that they offered this week was what I suggested last week might actually be the case. And then he's cleared of this, and we realized, look, this was Hunter Biden. Uh, he had these uh, sleazy impulses, but that doesn't really reflect on Joe Biden. Or this, the story will continue. New things will come out. Joe, Joe Biden, for instance, said, you know, so reporters kind of just shrug the story off. Well, well, where's the money? Like, where did I get all this money? Well, the Republicans are starting to say, okay, that's a good question. Was there this offshore account at Malta for the in Malta for the Bidens that was alluded to in, in some of Hunter Biden's communications or not. I guess my point, my fear and worry as a person who's not partisan, if this thing, at some point, if the impeachment goes on and these things come out, you're going to have Democrats. They're not going to even know any of these facts, Tom. They're just not getting, they're, uh, they're not, they, the, the newspapers and they read and the television stations they watch aren't covering it. Are you seeing Democratic voters? Yeah, that's why we have to cover the news. You don't want this kind of thing surprising. I ordinary Americans do not want their vice president taking bribes, whatever whatever party they are or he is. I think the press has to cover this and will be forced to cover it 
I just, uh, and I guess I would suggest that they start doing so like today. (laughs) (laughs) But this has been a story that's been going on for years, Carl, and with very, very little coverage by the press. Tom, that's right. But you you remember Malcolm Gladwell's fascinating book, The Tipping Point? Um, You know, at some point though, there will be a tipping point on this story and, and it'll go one way or the other. And if it's, if the tipping point is to really investigate this, these reporters on the papers and the, and the news outlets that you're talking about, they can be pretty dog investigative reporters when they get going and they may get going soon. I, I'm not, I'm not sure that this, I know you think I'm naive. I do. I'm not sure that <laughs> unwillingness do. to cover this story can survive the summer, can survive the autumn. You are naive. I mean, I love you and you're great, but, but you are naive. I think the, the media's willingness to ignore the story and, and stay in a state of denial about it is, is way, way stronger than, than you believe that it is. It's probably a good place to end this morning's <laughs> podcast, Tom. Huh? You may be right. I was going to let you have the last word on, on Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens passed away. Oh yesterday yeah. at the age of 70. I didn't even know he apparently had a, you know, long battle with cancer that he kept from everybody. And six or seven years he yeah. fought cancer. He was, he was arrested at some point early in his life and his reputation took a hit. But I remember him when my kids were little, he had that show and he was the funniest person. Kids loved him. They could, they just see him and start cackling. He had this one skit where he said, he tied these huge underwear over his head like a turban. Said giant, <laughs> giant underpants. Ah! And the kids would just fall down laughing. Pee Wee Herman was he was a real he was a real artist. <laughs> he Rest was in peace. He, he was a unique individual for sure. All right, that's a better place to end it, Carl. Don't you think? Yes, sir. All right, that's it for us. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP, and I'm Carl Cannon, uh, RCP's. Naive Washington Bureau Chief. And this has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, August 1st, 2023.